Yeah, so we're all for burning burning boats and quitting your job, but we're also all about doing it strategically. We always tell all of our students, hey, let's talk about the grand vision. Like, what is the grand vision? If you do quit your job, like, what does that look like? Let's look at the facts of what you have right now. Do you have enough income coming in or do you have enough money saved right now where you can, you know, stand the test of time for three months? four months or six months, or is it just 30 days? Maybe you need to tough it out a little bit longer. A great book can totally challenge your conventional thinking and change your life for good. However, some of us just don't have the luxury of time of sitting down to read a book. But there are some instances in which we do have dead time, and these are perfect times to learn. So we can learn while driving instead of jamming to the same music on the radio, or maybe at the gym. Well, now you can. Dwelling has partnered with Amazon's Audible to give you, the Dwell listeners, a free book. Yes, a free book. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash dwelling and download your free book. This will also be in the show notes. You can click on the link. And if you don't have a book in mind and you say, Ola, I don't actually know where to start with. Well, awesome, because I can tell you what to start with today. It's a quintessential classic. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So download Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that would basically just take your mind on a different spin. Of course, I'm always open to hear um, from our Dwell listeners. So email me at ola at dwelling.com. And then feel free to also give us a, a rating and review. This really helps us to rank better in iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got an incredible, incredible double deal today. Um, I've got two guests with us, Jay, Avi, and Samara. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you guys. How are you guys doing today? Man, we are too blessed to be stressed, man. We are excited to be here. We appreciate you having us. No, I love, love, love to, 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 to have you guys. Um, I think I probably have just a handful of, you know, kind of couples on the show. Um, so really looking to dig in, um, in into this show with you. So first and foremost, um, you know, maybe you guys go one after the other. I'm obviously ladies first. How did you guys get started in the real estate game and kind of what you're doing actually lately? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we started um, kind of randomly. We, we, we kind of always wanted to do be an entrepreneur. We tried a ton of businesses. We did photography. We did. Uh, we were personal trainers. We even sold that crazy rap thing that I told him to, <laughs> to get into the MLM structures. Um, and one day I was actually scrolling on Facebook and I saw an ad for uh, one of the Rich Dad Poor Dad seminars. And I had we had just not too long ago read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, and we were like hey, here's our opportunity. We could go and check this out. And so when we got to the conference or to the seminar, we were just blown away. We didn't know people were doing this in real estate. It was super exciting to us. And it really complemented the strengths that we both had. We're like, man, we could do this together. Um, so we were really inspired. And so we just decided to jump into real estate. We're like, this is the way we, we got to do this. Um, but it didn't, it wasn't all peaches and cream in the beginning. We definitely had a rough start, right, Jay? Yeah. So we actually ended up um, putting all of our trust, all of our eggs in one basket and one shady mentor, um, this guy, he uh, got us into a deal. Uh, we actually got into the deal. We take accountability for it. However, at the time, we just didn't know any better. Um, the property that we um, put $30,000 into was actually being foreclosed. 
he actually ended up taking the thirty thousand dollars. It was all part of a big um, scheme that he had going on. He actually ended up getting uh, multiple investors involved in this plan and got away with over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So at the time, we were just you know really shocked. We felt uh, you know completely humiliated, and then we still had another deal that we were working on at the time. Um, it was about sixty thousand dollars invested into a burnout property. The house didn't even have a roof to it. You can look up and see the sky. We thought we would be turning a profit on that within three months. We we're like, okay, this should be fine. We should be able to bounce back with that. And a lot of that was leveraged credit. And um, it actually took us 15 months to turn a profit on that home. So when we first got started, man, it was a rocky roll for us. It, it definitely wasn't easy. But like Samara said, we, um, we actually got in tune with a local mentor and um, told us about the opportunity with mobile home investing. 400 transactions later, uh, we're just uh, really, really grateful to be able to take our knowledge and share it to thousands of students across the country at this point. So it's been a, an interesting journey, but uh, we wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, definitely. Uh, mobile homes was just one of those avenues that we were like, man, you know, we can get into this and not have to spend a whole bunch of money. We could really learn. There's a ton of opportunities around us that we were like, Hey, at first I wasn't on board at all. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie about it. I was like, mobile homes, no. But once we ran the numbers and we really did our research, we were like, man, this could really help us out and get out of the situation we're in. And it's completely changed our life. Wow, yeah, there's so many things you guys said. I just can't wait to jump in. So let's just go right in. So you mentioned a bad mentor. One of the things you hear from you know guys like me on podcasts is get a mentor, get a mentor, get a mentor. So you guys did that, right? You, you got a mentor, but it ended up being a not so good mentor. So for folks that are listening, how do you get, because then you went on to get a good mentor, right? So how do you um, vet, you know, a potential mentor, obviously having the experience you guys had, what do you guys do differently now um, in terms of getting a good mentor? Yeah, the first thing is um, just doing a quick Google search on these people, you know, seeing what type of information they have out there, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Usually if you're a solid mentor and you, you know, you're coaching a lot of students, you're on one of the platforms, you know, let's just face it. You know, we're, we're facing this pandemic right now. Everybody's online, at least the, the people that are solid uh, individuals and have that high character. That's the first thing you want to do. You want to search and make sure they have some type of presence on a platform. Second thing is, really digging into their portfolio, not being afraid to ask them, you know, what are they working on right now? What have they worked on in the past? And really, uh, we take a lot of time and even uh, interviewing like students, either current students or past students they work with. Yeah, the main thing is doing your research. I think we kind of jumped into it just based on what the individual was telling us and not necessarily looking at the truth um, and looking at references, but also just really paying attention to their character. A lot of the times when you're talking to people, there's red flag, there's a red flag, there's a red flag, but you're so maybe eager to learn or you want to believe what they're saying, but you're not paying attention to those character flaws. So I think that's a big thing that we always look at, you know, when we're talking to people, when we're looking to work with them, let's make sure our character and our morals are intact and we can really relate on that level. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, is this person a good guy or a good girl? Like, if you're double thinking that then they're probably not right you know so i, I really i really like that um you know the other thing is you guys lost out 
30 grand. I mean, wow. Most people would just go to hell with it. I'm done. Like, I'm just going to go back to, you know, like you said, photography or something else. Like, how did you keep pushing on? And why did you keep pushing on? Oh, you want to go ahead? Well, our why was really strong. You know, our, we, we, we knew uh, we wanted to experience some freedom. You know, we uh, were both just not feeling fulfilled with our jobs. And we just got so tired of feeling bad, feeling so tired, feeling so drained, giving our best energy day after day. And it got to a point where we was like, man, I don't think I can continue this until until retirement. And even up to retirement, if we continue to do this, we're just going to end up getting another job because it's just not going to be enough income coming in. So we really focus on our why. And then we decide, like, hey, we learned our way to get to this point. It was bad, but at least we took some action. We have a lot of skill sets we have now. We have a lot of knowledge. It's just a bad deal. We're going to have to learn our way out of it. And we actually decided and dedicated ourselves to the overall mission. You know, we, we really had to look down deep within ourselves and say, hey, you know, this is just one of those obstacles that are coming through our journey. You know, if we want it, we're gonna have to fight for it tooth and nail. And that's what we decided to do. Yeah, and I'll just add a little to that. Um, you know, when we really, we got into the whole big, getting into it, we were like, man, we're jumping all the way in. And when we really looked at, okay, if we just quit right now and we work our nine to five job, and, you know, even if we get promoted to the next level, it's going to take us a long time to pay off this debt. It's going to take us a long time just to get out of the hole. So we were like, that's not an option. We just took that option off the table and said, hey, yeah, we lost big, but we can also win big if we play our cards right. So it was just more so like, hey, we're already so deep. We, like, we just got to keep going at this point. We can't stop here. <laughs> I love that. I really, really like that. Yeah, that, that's definitely a, a good way to go. Um, and then you guys said you spent another, you deployed another 60000 on a burnt down building. Tell us about that story. Yeah, yeah. So um, we actually joined a, a network of other local investors, and we were just so eager to get into a deal. We were like, what deals are there? Like, we, we just wanted to get into deals so bad. Um, one of the actual like, lead um, instructors and investors there he took us to a property. He's like, hey, you know, it's not in the best neighborhood. Literally, there were people doing, you know, selling drugs across the street. It was, yeah. it was rough. Yeah. Um, but he was like, hey, you know, he sold us the dream, you know. And so uh, we were like, hey, you know, I know it's not looking too good. When we walked into the, to the property, there was like trash and debris everywhere. But he had the team. He had the experience. And we were like, hey, we're just going to, we're going to do this. Because it wasn't so much about hitting it out of the park for us and making a whole bunch of money as much as it was getting the experience, getting that first deal done and learning something from it. And so we, we decided to just jump in on that deal. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to take that action. And we know nowadays in hindsight, you know, when you take action, it's about doing your due diligence <laughs> at the time. We didn't even know what due diligence meant, obviously, but at the same time, you know, we just weren't afraid to take risks. And I think so many people starting out on the journey, they're not challenging themselves. They're playing very small. We're not saying take the same route that we did, but at the at the end of the day, you know, in order to get to your true level of growth, you have to be not afraid to take some small risks along the way. Yeah, and, and what really ended up happening with that deal that we were unaware of is it was more so the permit process. Because the property, we were actually making turning it from just a single-family residence into a duplex to make it more uh, – 
you know, uh, appealing to the market, that permit process and rebuilding and putting a new roof, that slowed everything up a lot longer. It took a lot longer to get all those permits, like around six months just to get the permits that we needed. It wasn't so much the building of the property, but more so the permit process. Plus, we didn't even know that we were coming into this as silent investors. So we didn't necessarily have any control over the property whatsoever. And we ran through at least three different crews when it came to general contractors. There were some shady contractors going on. So all that combined with the permit process, we had some long, long months sometimes where the project was just on standstill. I can totally relate. My favorite jokes for any contractors um, listening to this is contractors. The first three letters is really where you should pay attention to. <laughs> Horrible joke, but you know, I'll, I'll go with it. Um, so you also um, mentioned about, you know, quitting your jobs or, you know, you mentioned jobs. I, I kind of want to jump on that. If there's somebody listening to this and thinking, you know, I have a job, but I don't really like it. I'm not sure about it. I want to go into real estate. I've been listening to a ton of podcasts. Some people say, you know, bump the boats, quit your jobs and jump right in. Some are, some are saying, don't, um, do it on the side. What are your thoughts in terms of, you know, bumping boats or quitting your job? Yeah, so we're all for burning burning boats and quitting your job, but we're also all about doing it strategically. We always tell all of our students, hey, let's talk about the grand vision. Like, what is the grand vision? If you do quit your job, like, what does that look like? Let's look at the facts of what you have right now. Do you have enough income coming in or do you have enough money saved right now where you can, you know, stand the test of time for three months? four months or six months, or is it just 30 days? Maybe you need to tough it out a little bit longer until you have a little bit more time to pay for all of your bills and all of your expenses. However, once you have that vision, you know you're putting the action in, you're putting the work in. At some point, you know, it's gonna be a point where it's like, okay, I have this number in my head that aligns with my vision. There's a number that I have in my head that's going to allow me to be quote unquote free. Sometimes we try to hit that, that, that number 100%. It might get to a point where you're at 60, 70% of that, that, that number that you already have. Something might happen. Like for, for me, I was actually laid off, you know, so I didn't really have a choice to keep my job. I just made the choice not to go and go through the interview process looking for other jobs. So sometimes there's some type of external force that forces you out, but you have to believe in your head that, hey, I really know I can make this happen. And, um, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways, man. Sometimes it just gives you everything you want when you least expect it. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with leveraging your job and the income from your job while you're learning. I think that was huge for us. If we would have just, you know, quit our jobs and then lost $90,000 right off the bat, it would, I don't think we, it would be a whole completely different story. But we use that income and use that stability to learn and make mistakes and not feel so uncomfortable out there but there it does come a point where you kind of hit a cap like you kind of have to make that leap you know i've done a couple deals i've like jay said I have a vision i'm taking action but i really now the job is actually hurting me it's not helping me and so you kind of want to get to that point where you know if i had this time what are all the things i could do how much more capacity would I have if I just wasn't giving a job 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah, if you feel like you're like, you know, you're right there, you're making opportunities happen, but now that you feel like the job is literally getting in the way and it's get your it's zapping you of your energy, your capacity to do even more deals, 
at that point, you need to take a hard look at yourself and ask yourself, like, hey, do I need to take the jump? Do I need to burn the boat? Yeah, totally, totally, totally can, can relate. Yeah. So you also mentioned during the, the, you know, the, the introduction that you guys have done 400 transactions. Yeah, yeah, that is a yeah. lot. Yeah, I, I, I had a slight heart attack right there. Wow, that is a lot of transactions. So tell us, how do you guys, are you guys automating things? How have you been able to do so many transactions? I'm curious about that. Yeah, so the great thing about investing in mobile homes, specifically in parks in most states, these transactions can happen really, really fast. So instead of going through like the title agencies and appraisal process inspection, we don't have to do all of that with mobile homes and parks because they're considered personal property and you transfer title with just a simple car title. Basically, it looks like a car title at the NBD. So the process of buying and selling can happen literally in hours as long as you know what you're doing in most states. So we've been able to trans, you know, sell properties really, really quickly using the strategies that we have. Um, and we leverage, obviously, we automate a lot. We have a team. We utilize, you know, partnering and joint venturing with a lot of our students nowadays to actually get those deals done. Yeah, and we have so much knowledge that we got within the real estate space. We were able to get a few deals um, completed within the real estate space. And we just, all we did was take those strategies and align them with the mobile home investing game. So we're not just sticking with one strategy. We do a combination of things within mobile home investing, but we also leverage other people. We leverage our systems. We also have students across the country that we're able to leverage. So while we're here in California, we're still able to complete deals in Texas. We're still able to complete deals in Arizona. We're looking at opportunities out in Jersey and Florida. So uh, by leveraging people, systems, and processes, we're able to have more capacity to get to that 400 transactions. So when I was reading your profile, guys, there was a, there was a line that said like, make like 10 grand in 48 hours and i was like i love that that could be a really cool title so tell us a little i want to make 10 grand in two days how do i do that that's a great question we also we just did a deal like this with one of our students just yesterday um, as a matter of fact it's crazy so um what you do is you go out in your market you um you literally just find deals well, obviously there's going to be some type some form of marketing that you're doing and then if that seller is motivated enough you want to get that that home at the right price point where you know you know whatever that that comp data that you have you know that home is going to be able to sell and sell very fast if, for instance we came across a home where an individual he was initially asking for somewhere around 17 grand the house needed some work so we were able to negotiate him down to about twelve thousand dollars and we know because it was a four bedroom two bathroom double wide in a family community out in mesa arizona uh, there's a lot of families that need a home like this, and there's a, not a lot of supply. There's not a lot of those types of homes on the market. So what was really cool was instead of being greedy with this deal, we got it for 12000 We actually ended up selling it to another student of ours, partnering with him. He bought it from us for $25,000. Well, that's great. We made thirteen grand right, right off the bat. And then he's going to turn around, put a few minor repairs into it, and turn around and sell it for $40,000. Yeah. So wow. it's, yeah, it, it's very fast. I mean, we got the title literally, what was that? Like on Wednesday yeah. and we sold it to the other investor on Thursday and he gave us cash and we were done with the deal. So mm -hmm. it's a very, very quick process. 
Um, you know, like Jay said, he's not going to remodel this home to speak and stand new. We don't do, we don't teach our students to do that. It's really about fixing the major repair items so that the home is livable and structurally sound. And then a lot of our buyers will even come in and make it beautiful because yeah. they're, um, you know, they're just looking for something affordable that they can put their family in and that they can make their own. So we don't do HGTV type of repairs here. <laughs> uh, we don't even do any repairs, to be honest. We would rather just sell it to another investor. They do the work. <laughs> and we also get a ton of questions like, hey, I get that you can make money, but what about depreciation? You know, um, in mobile homes, they don't appreciate in value. We're not necessarily concerned about that. We're, we know our audience. We're talking to individuals that are just trying to get involved with some form of real estate. We're taking all those strategies, we're putting them into mobile homes, and it's really just about getting that first deal closed and then get into that first $10,000 a month. After that, then you can start to focus on more real estate deals, focusing on mobile homes on land or single family homes or duplexes, things that actually go up in value, things that don't depreciate. We're not worried about depreciation here because the affordable housing crisis is so bad in America. There's so many people across America that need affordable housing. There's a lot of people also right now with everything that we're going through that need cash and they're looking at their home as a valuable asset they can put on the market, make that 10, make that 15, 20 grand for their home. So it's all about serving first and we're just in the market uh, supplying what the market demands. They need affordable housing and we're not worried about appreciation or appreciation along the way with that. Yeah, no, that's, that's such a massive point. Um, you know, you know, affordable housing is a big, big issue. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing um, for sure. You know, one thing I do want to ask though is I think about, about like probably four or five mobile home folks on the podcast and I ask the same question. Why is mobile homes or mobile home parks not as sexy? You know, you don't see Grant Cardone on Instagram talking about mobile homes and how amazing they are. It's all about apartments. Obviously, that's what we do here at Dwelling. Why, why is it not sexy? And, and is it sexy? Maybe, maybe I don't know. That's a great question. Um, and, you know, I had that same stigma getting into this as well. It's all about, you know, how they, they portray or how you know, the media and people portray people that live in mobile home parks. You think of Eight Mile, you think of trailer trash, you think of, um, you know, those only the metal-sided square boxes that are run down. And that is not how manufactured homes are today. And I think when people open their mind up to how these homes are built, the factory standards that they have, um, and how amazing it is that they can build these homes in a factory in eight days and ship it anywhere across the country. And their standards are just as good, if not better, than most stick-built homes nowadays. So um, it's just about getting past that stigma and really learning about the industry and learning how much we're helping people by providing this form of affordable housing. Yeah, and a lot of people, they just don't know about it because a lot of the gurus, a lot of the real estate seminars, they're talking about wholesaling, fix and flipping, buying holes, single family home, apartments, even commercial property. It's just everybody skips over, you know, mobile home, mobile home investing. So when it gets down to mobile home investing, again, most people are just thinking about, you know, trailer trash and things like that because they're uneducated. But once you start to educate yourself, you're able to see the power of the ROI with these mobile home communities. It, it just makes you change your perspective if you're just like looking for solid investments with your money. Yeah, no, thank you so much for saying that. And I think one of the guests that we had talked about the fact that 
um, Everest Presley actually grew up in a mobile home, actually. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I was, I was actually shocked to hear that. Um, so, yeah, definitely there's, there's been a stigma that we should start to change. Um, so you guys are crushing it. You know, you're, you're doing great. What's next? Are you guys going to take over the mobile home space? Like, what's next for you guys when you look five, ten years from now? Yeah, man. Um, what we definitely plan to do is take over the mobile home investing world. Uh, right now, we're building our community. We're building our, we call it our family. We want to be able to do more. Or we want to be able to complete mobile homes on land, mobile home parks, and utilize each other's knowledge, time, money, energy, desire, whatever it is. We want to be able to leverage all of us just being part of a group. So eventually, five, 10 years from now, I see us having a large fund where we can tap into and all we need are the right opportunities where everybody that's tapped into and locked into the fund can prosper and grow with us. Yeah, I think, you know, where we're headed now, we've, we've really mastered mobile homes and parks. And what we're really learning and, and expanding into is developing land to put mobile homes on there because there's so much, there's so much land out there, right? And being able to put individual homes on there and really learn that the whole developing side of it is amazing and there's so much opportunity there so that's kind of the next venture that we're, we're running into this year that is that is awesome um wishing you guys all the best if there's a listener thinking well i really like what you guys are doing i want to learn more maybe even jump on your you know one of your your courses um what's the best way people can get to know more about you get connected with you guys absolutely um, and we would love to have you. So if you're interested in learning more, we have a ton of free trainings on YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash Trailer Cash Academy. Um, you'll be able to, in below our videos, you'll be able to see all of our links to, you know, our Facebook community and to our program if you want to apply to join um, our family and enjoy and, and get into this industry with us. Um, but YouTube's the best place to start because we have so much um, information about our students about us and it's just about the basic information you need to know to get started with mobile home investing. Awesome, yeah, that's good. We've got that out of the way. We're definitely, definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. Is that gonna be quick questions, quick answers? You guys ready? Yeah. All right, first question. Maybe you guys can go one at a time. Um, what makes you guys unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next girl or the next guy? Uh, for us, we truly care about support. We really care about um, support and transformation before transaction. So we're all about making sure that we're not just taking your money and running, but when you come in, you really feel like you're part of a, a family that is our biggest pillar within our community. Yeah, I would say, like right um, on track with him is, you know, one of our biggest core values is to give first and to serve. And I think that's how we've been able to be so successful with our business because we're not about what's in it for me, but how can I actually help you get what you want? And when you have that mindset, it just, people are so open to you. They want to work with you. It's like you can't stop people from, if, if they feel like they're going to be served, it's just people are attracted to that. And so that's kind of one of our biggest pillars on how we work with others. Awesome. Second question. What was the last book that you guys read and what was the one thing that you picked up from that book? Um, the last book that I read was called The Calling by Bra Goddess and it's about how to transform your passions and how to, how to really narrow down your passions and what your highest purpose is and learn how to monetize it and really serve your community. 
So one of the biggest things I learned from that is just really, I mean, this was the self workbook. It wasn't, you know, not a big, uh, it, it was more so doing the work on myself and really figuring out, you know, how can I, you know, what are my passions? How can I lead? How can I use these to really change the world? So it was an amazing book. I, I had it. For me, it was um, High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. Um, it's about uh, learning what high performance high performers in all different industries around the world, what do they do on a daily basis to um, create high performance and then sustainable high performance. So it really gets you in the mindset of just living your day by disciplined success habits and the right habits so that you know, you're not looking at discipline as like uh, a negative thing throughout your life. It's like, I'm more disciplined and I'm actually more free because of the discipline. I love it. I love it. Last question. You guys are obviously working together as a couple. What do you guys do for fun? Oh man, for fun, we love to travel. We are foodies, so we love to eat. We love being around our family and friends. Uh, we're really big on outdoors, so hikes, adventures. We just went whale watching the other day. Whenever you can get us on, on some water, we love going to the beach, reading books arts, dancing, theater, you know, we do a we, little we, Yeah, we have it all. We like to just get out and explore and experience. Our biggest thing is creating adventures because life is too short to be cooped up in a box. I know a lot of us feel like that right now, but there's so many adventures that you can create just by going outside. Awesome. Last thing before I let you guys go, Trailer Cash Academy. So I know we've talked about it a little bit here and there, but kind of just tell us a little bit more about it, um, kind of what you guys are doing there. Yeah, Trailer Cash Academy is all about helping you to close your first deal and create your first $10,000 a month with mobile home investing. Uh, what we do is we supply you a blueprint. Uh, we supply you the knowledge to get going so you can apply it in the field. But we also help you accelerate into ascension by making sure that you have the family, you have the support, you have the coaches behind you, including ourselves, to help support you along the way to get into that first $10,000 a month. Yeah, we're just really big on creating a community of winners. We want to be, we want to work with people that have a big vision, that want more for their life, that are searching for that financial freedom. We've been there. We know how that goes. We just want to give you the blueprint and the support that you need to be successful. Guys, you both, you both are just legends. Um, love what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.